Uh, all right. Can you hear me okay? I was told this mic didn't work, but I guess it does. But I want to start off by just thanking this church for supporting the youth the way you do. Without your your support and your prayers, we would be nothing without you. And this church has always been so supportive, and I just thank you so much for that. And uh, I'd like to take a minute just to remember Charles a little bit. Charles was was my deacon, and he was he was such a good person. Every time you saw Charles, he was so happy and 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 just act like he loves talking to you. And I always remember. Uh, Charles riding his bicycle that was something I'll never forget and uh, Charles every I think he called me probably once a week during this pandemic that's just how we were doing and I always looked forward to his phone call so we'll miss Charles and and I kind of I want to give my uh, sympathies to Rick's family for the loss of his dad it seems like every time we go on these trips something happens uh, I think there was actually uh, some some of our kids go to school in Lumberton, and there was an accident that happened. Uh, with some, they lost some some of their friends, and and we just live in a lost and, and dying world. And and it's so good to go on these trips and see these kids that they just love Jesus, and they love talking about Jesus. And and there, there's just world changers gives them the opportunity. It's not all about the construction. The construction gets you in these communities, and once you're in the communities, you can plant plant the seed, you know, of the gospel. And I just want to tell you that um, this week there was 11 churches that went from seven different states, and we worked on 16 different job sites. I think there was over 200 participants. And uh, during the week, there was 303 gospel conversations. And out of those conversations, we, there were three salvations, which is, is all praise to God. And we just thank, uh, you know, we thank the opportunity for going. And it looks like the World Changers is kind of going through a, a restructuring phase. And we may be planting our flag in, in West Virginia there for a little while because there's only going to be one seven-day uh, seven trip or mission opportunity with world changers and that's in Huntington. The rest of them are five days, and and our crowd seems to like the seven days. So we'll probably be planting our flag there for a while, and we get to spread the love of Jesus in Huntington, which is a place that really needs, really needs the gospel. You know, just like everywhere else. So I was told while we were gone, we had our own situations here in Fairmont. You know, with robbery down in L and M and and different things. So people are are just lost and dying in this world, and and. It's good to get the opportunity to spread Jesus' love and and talk to them. And, uh, a little bit about my job site. We worked with this uh, widow lady. She We built her a uh, wheelchair ramp and a, and a nice deck around back. And she was so appreciative of, of that. And she was so glad we were there. But if you'll notice, our shirts say, Never Stop. And the theme of Never Stop is Jesus never stops loving us. You know, even though we don't deserve it, we're so we're such a sinful, sinful humans, and we just fall short of His glory every day. But He never stops loving us, and the Bible, the Bible teaches us of this, of of God's love for us, and it shows us how to love as well. So I, I'd like to read a, a few scriptures for you. I, I don't want to go too long and bore you, but. You, you, it's, I just love reading in the Bible 
and, and, and just hearing Jesus. And if, if you return to the Old Testament in Isaiah 53, I won't read the whole chapter, even though that's just a great chapter. I'll read a few verses. It says, surely he took up our, our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and affected but he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crucified for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned in his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. And in John three sixteen, a verse that everyone knows, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, through his love for us. And I just love reading First John 3.16 as well. It says, this is how we know love. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us that we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. So Jesus, he never stops loving us, and he never wants us to stop, stop praying to him. He loves us to come to him in prayer. And in 1 John 5, verse 14, he says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So... I just want to lay this on your heart today to know that, you know, and I sometimes feel like I'm, I'm not worthy of God's love. And I'm so thankful that he does love me and continues to love me even though I'm, I'm a sinner. And so I just want to, like, introduce you to our group today. We're missing four. We had four that couldn't come. We had 18 to go. So we've got uh, 14 here today, and they're going to come up and uh, tell you a little bit about their experience. And, uh, again, I just thank you. Um, this was my fourth World Changers, and it was really fun. I always enjoy going and meeting new people and making friends. It felt good to be back to normal after this virus that changed our lives so much. Um, my crew, we, our homeowner was a Navy veteran, and he had COPD, so the older he gets, the less he can do. So we built him a wheelchair ramp, and... He was out there helping us the whole week, whether it was mixing the concrete for the sidewalk or, like, screwing in boards and all kinds of stuff. He was a very hardworking man, and I think he enjoyed it, and it's going to help him a lot in the future. That's one of the main reasons I like going to World Changers, just knowing that I can make such a big difference in somebody else's life. And it gives me a really good feeling. Um, My favorite thing was probably the concert of prayer on Tuesday night. They gave us a little booklet and different topics to write about and pray about, pray about. And that just helped me look back and reflect on a lot of things. It made me realize how blessed I really am and just reminded me that God's always there. He's never going to stop loving us. And I took a lot from that, and it was a really good experience, and I can't wait to go back next year. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, um, so it was my first year going this year. 
And I really liked it because, like, it was so nice to meet other people, like, my age and older or younger, just to be there for the same reason, to serve God. And, like, we were all getting stuff out of it and stuff. And it really showed me, like, you have to be thankful for where, like, what you have and stuff. Because in some neighborhoods, like, the neighborhood I was in, it was a pretty bad neighborhood. But they seemed so thankful, though, that we were there helping them and some people, like, were, like, walk by on the sidewalk and stuff like that and, like, ask what we were doing. And, you know, we would, like, tell them what we were doing and share with them and stuff. And my favorite part was probably the concert prayer, too, because it really opened my eyes to, like, see that I'm never alone and stuff and, like, that God is always going to be there with me. So, um, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> it was my first year, too, going to World Changers. So... And I was lucky enough to get Ashton on my crew. But our crew was actually really nice. We all became friends, like, the first day. And we weren't even, like, with each other the whole day. It was, like, the end of the day. We were all meeting each other. And we just all got along really well, which was a great start to the week. (laughs) And um, it was really nice just to go out and be able to do things for other people and just open my eyes to other people's situations and knowing how they have to go through so much more than what we go through. We um, were building a ramp and we were building the ramp and the homeowner came out and she was just telling us how thankful she was that we were there. And the neighborhood, like there were so many things wrong with the neighborhood, but they were all so nice to us and they were so thankful for us being there. And lots of people came by talking to us, asking us and telling us how thankful they were. Um, we were all just, like, just there. We were like, oh, this is <laughs> kind of nice just being here. And my favorite part was also concert prayer because it opened up a lot of our eyes to talk to God and just be there, be there in the moment. And just, it was really nice. And it was nice to get a break from being here and going somewhere else to see how they live. And it was just really nice just being there. I'm Brittany, and I was on a crew with Abby. My work style wasn't at an actual neighborhood or a house. It was at a church. And the thing with this church is they actually got flooded back in March. They had 27 inches of flood water in their church, and our community understands the struggle and pain of being flooded, especially with the two hurricanes. So. Me, we all could sympathize with them going through all that because they lost everything. And a lot of their um, places, we had a paint and, like, prom. I kind of got sick of the color green because that was the paint color I had to do. <laughs> and the w- thing that I got out of throughout World Changers this week is um, healing from my papa's death, Martin Collins. And that um, God has a plan, no matter what. No matter if you don't like the plan at all, like, and how he's always there for you, no matter what. So it was um, a very good experience for me to go out there and just see, like, the how God provides and always has a plan for you. Because the um, last sermon, Friday night, um, Taylor, our um, pastor that week, he said, no moment is useless and no tear is wasted. And that really touched me. 
course, they got me going first. Uh, of course, Brittany just do that to me. Uh, uh, every year is something special when I go. This is my fifth year, and I always come back speechless with what to say because everybody has their own and very own has their very own experience when they go. My crew worked on a man's house of the name Mr. Hughes, and we uh, and he was so thankful of what we did for him. He has had a hard, hard past, and for him to be so thankful and humble is amazing. Our crew had 11 people in it, including Jordan, EJ, and Seth. <clears throat> and uh, what we did, we took out his deck and railings and we replaced them. But that is just some work we did. What we did all this week was one for one thing, and that is for God. We did God's work. We did God's works this week. The people you meet at World Changers is honestly more of a reason to go than uh, working on a house. The relationships there you build is something unbreakable. We've already planned, the people that we met there, we've already planned to uh, come back and make sure we see each other next year. Huntington, West Virginia is a place that really needs something like World Changers to be there. They have had a tough background, and you can see they needed to work with board trainers, and you can see the seeds being planted as people walking past would ask about what is happening. I just want to say thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity to do this and keep this as a board trainers to something to hold on, and uh, allow us to keep doing this as board trainers something too powerful to explain. All right, so. First, I want to thank Mason for inviting me on this trip, and I want to thank the church for funding and allowing us to go to West Virginia. Um, so, obviously, everyone has their own experience at World Changers, and I think what I get the most is everyone has a story of how they came to Christ. And the homeowner we were working for, he was a guy, you know, you could tell he's been through the ups and downs of life. And just being there with him and understanding him and knowing his story, we could just see in a town full of drugs and crime, you see a glimmer of hope in Christ through him. And I was lucky enough to have what became three of my best friends on my group, and it was just a great experience. And I want to thank the church and all you guys. This was my first year going, and I really enjoyed it. And I thank the church for allowing me to go and have a great time. I really loved serving the Lord this week and serving my homeowner. This was also my first year going to World Changers, and I would like to thank Mason and especially his mom for <laughs> making me go because I haven't had the same feeling since I've been baptized. It was just an awesome experience. I didn't know anybody up here. I knew Mason, EJ, and Brittany, but I don't see myself ever not going to World Changers. It was awesome to see God working on so many levels, and the relationships I built are going to be relationships that last for a lifetime. Uh, I came to World Changers thinking I would be blessing someone else by working on their house. Mason, you're going to get me crying, man. <laughs> but uh, I was actually the one blessing then. And I would like to thank Ms. Esther and Mr. Ronnie for allowing me to go, and also Mr. Rick for uh, putting up with us four, five, six, for a little bit in our room. Same with you, Mr. Ron. <laughs> you had it longer. <laughs> but um, 
just because of y'all letting me go, it really made my faith be open and it strengthened me and my eyes are open to other people's struggles now, which I didn't have before. Um, this was my first time coming to World Changers, and I want to thank the church for funding it and letting us go. And I thank Mr. Neverett for inviting us. Um, my favorite part about this week was the uh, concert of prayer. It, uh, it felt like it really strengthened my relationship with God, and it just brought me closer to Him. And that's it. Well, my uh, trip was a little short, and I wasn't going to say anything, but there's two really important things I wanted to cover. One is, again, I thank you, the church, for allowing us to take these youth on this trip and, and get a chance to go. Uh, and and you, see, you see the impact it's had on them. Um, the other thing is I just want to especially thank, and of course I thank you for all your calls and texts during this week as we made several trips back and forth. But I also want to thank Ronnie and Esther. Um, if you don't realize, if you've ever raised teenagers, just having one or two is enough. But for an entire week, having, we say, 18? This was mom and dad for a week for, for 18. And uh, I'm sorry I wasn't there to help out. But uh, I thank them for that. Good morning. I don't know how many years I've been. But um, this week, my crew worked tearing down a ramp and building a new one at a pregnancy center, which kind of made me think of the one in Lumberton. Um, They're there to help people out. A lot of times they get called thinking that it's an abortion clinic, and it's not. So they'll try to get them to come in and talk to them. And then, you know, sometimes that doesn't work. They've already made up their mind. But... A couple of weeks before we got there, she had one client call thinking that was what it was. And she said, well, could, would you come in and talk with me? And she said, no, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. And so she prayed with her on the phone. And so she tried to call her like two days later, and she doesn't answer. And she tried to call the next day, and she didn't answer. And then the next day, the girl called her back, and she had decided to keep her baby. Um, they go in, and they're not just given necessarily things free. They have to watch videos and do certain things, and they earn what they call bucks. And then they have a store that they can go spend that money. So I want you to definitely be keeping them in your prayers. The lady that's over it now, they've only had like three clients while she's been there. There's a great need for it there, though. So I want you to pray that they have so many clients that they have to build a bigger place and that they can get an ultrasound machine because... If lots of times when they can see that baby on that ultrasound, that'll make them change their mind. And every baby is a miracle from God. So just be praying for them that they'll have all the clients that more than they know what to do with, they'll have to have more volunteers. I want to thank the parents that allowed your children to go on this trip with us and entrusted us. Some of you had no clue who we were. But you entrusted us with your child for the week. These are a great group of kids. Um, we, like he said, Ronnie and Rick, there's something that happens normally while we're gone. But I think it was Monday night during our church devotion. I was trying to tell the kids, you know, if you're on 
on the fence about making that decision. You've been trying to make that decision whether you want to do it or not because we've all been young and you think you have the rest of your life to make that decision and do what's right. I said, you guys, if, you, if, you, if you're thinking about that and haven't made that decision, really think about it because none of us are promised tomorrow. And then the next day is when they found out their classmate had been killed in a car wreck. So we had a lot of emotions going on there. Rick's dad got hurt. So there was a lot of emotions. And I, I said, I, I hate this is really happening, but here's, that's kind of making my point that I told you about earlier. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So if there's anyone sitting out there today that you just aren't sure, or you've just been struggling with it, talk to somebody. It'll be the best decision you've ever made in your entire life. To invite God into your heart. We're not promised tomorrow. And we're never, and, and our thing was never stop. And we never need to, we never, we not, okay, can't get my word right. We never, we need to never stop telling others about Jesus. So, again, I want to thank the church for giving us this opportunity. It, it makes an impact. There's hard work. We're tired. We're hot. It was very hot there this week. You hear a lot of them up here coughing. We go from being in the heat all day to coming into the cool school. So we've all been, like, kind of coughing. But I want to thank you all for giving us the opportunity. When you help out with the plate sales and help, help us raise the money, this is what it's for. And you see the impact it's had on these kids. So I just want to thank y'all. I'm ending every sermon from now on with, yeah, okay, bye. (laughs) Esther was telling me that... um, They spent their week in the book of Acts. When they were in worship this week, they, were, they looked at various passages from Acts. And they were, there were two passages from Acts that sort of jumped out to me this morning as we thought about their experience this week and our experience this morning in hearing from them. And the very very beginning of the book of Acts, in Acts 1, Jesus is yet to ascend. And he's meeting with his disciples after his resurrection. And, and it says this, starting in verse chapter 4, While he, Jesus, was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise. The Father's promise of the Holy Spirit which he said you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his authority. There's a plan And sometimes we don't know what the plan is, and sometimes the plan seems like it really is awful. But there's a plan, and it's not for us to know the day 
or the hour or the period that the Father has set by his authority. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes to you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Stay in Jerusalem, Jesus told him, until you get the Spirit. And once you get the Spirit, your job is to leave Jerusalem to the very ends of the earth. Huntington, West Virginia might not be the very ends of the earth, but it's certainly not next door. And then in chapter 2, we see Pentecost. And the Spirit comes. And they're in Jerusalem. And the Spirit comes. And the Spirit descends on them. And everybody in town thinks, well, they think that they've gotten into the wine a little early in the morning. That's what Scripture tells us. And Peter starts preaching. Chapter 2, verse 14. Peter stood up with the eleven raised his voice and proclaimed to them, Fellow Jews and all you residents of Jerusalem, let this be known to you and pay attention to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only nine in the morning. On the contrary, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all people. And then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on my servant in those days, both men and women, and they will prophesy. And I will display wonders in the heaven above and the signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. I will pour out my spirit on all your people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. I think we heard some words this morning from our sons and from our daughters about the impact and the the influence of the Spirit on them this week. I was talking to Audrey this morning as I was getting ready. And I don't care how long I'm your pastor... But having to say goodbye to people always, okay, I'm sorry, you've probably never heard a pastor use this word from the pulpit, but I'm going to do it. It always sucks. And I'm I'm sick of it. You're not allowed to die. But that's not the world we live in. And I was talking to Audrey, and I'm like, I just want Jesus to, to come back. Because then I never have to say goodbye to any of you ever again. But here's the promise. The promise is that while we may experience physical death now, death has been conquered. The Spirit has been sent to us. And our daughters and our sons can and will prophesy and and will have dreams and will have visions and we will all be together again. And it's yours. We've been in a sermon series on freedom 
We've talked about that freedom, the freedom that you can have from sin and from death. And it's yours. It's a gift. It's a gift. If you'll just pick it up. And I want you to pick it up because I don't want to say goodbye. World changers. World changers. The world changes when we carry the gospel and the spirit to the people around us. The world changes when we have experiences like you've had this week. The concert of prayer. The opportunity to, to, to serve and be served. Your world has changed. And now you can change the world. Brothers and sisters, your world has changed. And you can change the world. I love this congregation so much. And one of the reasons I love you so much is because you do this every year. And you say it doesn't matter who the young person is, whether they're a member of our church or not, whether they're a member or a friend of a member or whoever they are, they get to go. And that's special. And whether you know it or not, not every church would do it. But you do it because you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God to change these young people's lives and in turn to change the world. Our hymn of invitation this morning is going to be hymn number 305. I